for downloading this podcast from the Freedom Centre Church in Preston. Okay, Matthew chapter 6, I can see you're very alert this morning, awake. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wake up. <laughs> Matthew chapter 6. And uh, we'll read verse 9. These are verses that you'll know very, very well. In this manner, Jesus says, Therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And then this little verse, two verses, which are like a kick in the groin, just at the end of the Lord's Prayer. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Oh, wow. So that is the, the reading for us this morning. We're going to talk on the subject of forgiveness. And the uh, subtitle is A Gift to Release. A Gift to Release. Forgiveness, a gift to release. We looked at first week in February, a gift to receive, which we all like doing, a gift to receive forgiveness. And then last week we looked at a gift to relish, a gift to enjoy, a gift to savor. And many of us as Christians don't savor, don't enjoy the forgiveness God has given us as a gift. But this, this week, uh, I want to look this Sunday, I want to look at the subject of a gift to release, to give away. Uh, we talked a, a number of weeks ago in January about the commandments in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, there's Jesus' commandments, if you like. And uh, here we have uh, some Jesus, a Jesus' commandment. Forgive us as our debts as we forgive our debtors. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, their wrongdoings, their sins, neither will the Father forgive your wrongdoings. Your sins, your trespasses. Wow. So let me right at the very beginning uh, answer a question that you might be asking right now, maybe silently. You are asking it silently because I can't hear you asking it. question is, is my eternal salvation based on the fact on whether I forgive someone or not? Because that's a logical question after Jesus saying that, isn't it? Is my eternal salvation based on whether I forgive someone? And the answer to that question is an emphatic no. <laughs> no, because your salvation is based on grace. No, because your salvation is, based on not, is not based on works, lest anyone should boast that they reach a certain level. No, because our salvation is based on the finished work of Jesus on the cross. No, because the price of our sin has been paid. Past sin, present sin, future sin. No, because your relationship with Christ is secure when you became a Christian. So what did Jesus mean when he said that? What is damaged when we don't forgive? 
It's not our salvation, it's our relationship, our intimacy with God. That's what's damaged when you don't forgive someone else. When you don't release the forgiveness God gives you, when you don't release it to someone else, your walk with God, your intimacy with God is damaged. Forgiveness is something that should be revolving in your life. God to you, you to others, God to you, you to others, consistently going round all the time. Uh, when Tom came in with Hugo this morning, he, Hugo came up to me and he handed me this piece of paper. And I looked at, not this piece of paper, another piece of paper. And I looked at the piece of paper and I thought, I don't want that. So I handed it back to Hugo and he gave it back to his dad. And his dad said, no, you give it, give it back to Jack. It was an invoice for some money that Tom wanted. And I, I didn't want it. I said, give it back, give it back. Well, that's a bit like how we should be giving forgiveness. We, God gives us forgiveness, we give it to somebody else. God gives us more forgiveness We give it to someone else. Because you need forgiving. I need forgiving every day. And other people will need forgiving every day. You just try driving through the streets of Preston. You'll get plenty practice. You just live with family. You'll get plenty practice. You just talk to people on Facebook. You'll get plenty practice to forgive other people. It should be a revolving thing all the time in our lives. But often forgiveness is something that we receive, but we struggle to give. We do. Sometimes we struggle to give forgiveness. And we forget that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Why why is it more blessed to give than to receive? Often when we preach about that, we talk about money, don't we? It's more blessed to give than to receive. We talk about love. It's better to give love than receive love. Better to give kindness uh, and then it's re- better to receive kindness than to give kindness. Better, better, happier, blessed. Better to forgive than uh, to, better to receive, sorry I'm getting confused now, better to, <laughs> better to give forgiveness than receive forgiveness. God says you're going to be happier giving not waiting to receive whatever it is you're waiting for. In fact, sometimes you have to give it away to get it. And you will be happier mainly because with forgiveness, your intimacy, your relationship with Jesus is going to be more secure, more intimate than it would be if you decide, I'm going to keep forgiveness, I'm not going to give it away. It enables God to get to you what he has for you. Jim Rowan said, giving is better than receiving because giving starts the receiving process. So I think this morning could be a session where some of us, the lock is unlocked in our lives. The lock being forgiveness, to feel forgiven. To give forgiveness. And the key is for you and for me to release the forgiveness to people, to situations, to the past, to the present. To give forgiveness. Because Jesus says blessed. Blessed means happy. Happy. You will be happier when you choose to forgive your debtors. Those who owe you. You owe me. 
those who have wronged you or hurt you, those who have turned against you in your life. Everyone knows a Judas <laughs> in the present, in the past. Those who walked away from you saying, I'm never going to leave you. Those who disappointed you, disappointed you. Those who showed you their humanity. Those who even abused you. Abused your love, abused your trust, abused your innocence, abused your childhood, abused your compassion. You may feel they don't deserve it. No, they, they don't deserve it. But you do. You do. Why does God tell us to forgive? God tells us to forgive because he wants us to duplicate what he's doing with us. Because we are his ambassadors, we are his representation, and his kingdom values and his kingdom principles should be our kingdom values, should be our kingdom principles. So much so, Jesus says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Jesus is saying, preach the gospel. He's saying to the apostles, preach the gospel, preach the gospel of forgiveness, and if people accept the gospel and they repent, then you can declare to them, you are forgiven. Not by you, but by him. If they don't accept the salvation message, they are, what the Bible says, retaining their sin. So you can declare to them in a nice way, you are still in sin. And when we are still in sin, when we retain sin, we grow sin and we duplicate sin to other people. When we don't forgive, you know what happens? What happens is we tie ourselves to that person, to that situation with a, like a steel, you know these steel cables? We, when we don't forgive, we tie ourselves to that person or that situation for the rest of our lives until we do forgive. That's what happens. But when we release them, when we release that forgiveness to them, we are liberated from like a prison of unforgiveness. The chain is broken. Someone once said, to forgive is to set a prisoner free only to discover the prisoner was you. And we begin to experience, as we set them free, the joy of giving forgiveness. The joy of giving forgiveness. Forgive them, Father, Jesus said. They know not what they do. God's love, God's forgiveness to me and to you is relentless. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. I think often we give forgiveness depending on how we feel. <laughs> if somebody gives us a hard time and our day hasn't been too bad and our wife or our husband's been kind to us or it's the beginning of the month and we've got a little bit more money or it's our birthday or it's, our, it's Christmas, then we kind of feel kind, don't we? Um, people give more to the poor at Christmas time because we sort of feel good, don't we? 
we find it easier to give, to forgive, because we sort of feel good. And we act out forgiveness based on how we feel. And if we don't feel good and someone's cut us up in the car or somebody said the wrong word or sent an email or a text or a Facebook message or whatever, sometimes that nice becomes nasty. (laughs) And suddenly you see yourself reacting in a way you thought was buried with the old man. And suddenly the old man reappears. You think, where did he come from? That's how often we deal with forgiveness, but God's not like that. God chooses every day to forgive you and to forgive me. He not only chooses to forgive, he chooses to forget, which is, for some of us, quite a good thing. Some of us are nodding, some of us don't have a clue what we're talking about. (laughs) It's good news that God's forgotten your sin. Trust me. Trust me, it's good news. His good news, His mercies are new every morning. But if we're going to enjoy that mercy, we have to give mercy. If we're going to enjoy that forgiveness, we have to give forgiveness. Freely you have received, Jesus says, freely give. Free without cost to you. So make your forgiveness that you give to someone else free without cost to the person you are forgiving. If you do this and this and this and this, then I'll think about forgiving you. That's what we say, isn't it? If you change your ways, if you stop that attitude, then we'll see about forgiveness. That's not how God forgives us. Whenever you ask for forgiveness, God comes in and gives you forgiveness. He doesn't hold it over you. I will remember your sins no more. Do you do that with the person you want to or thinking about forgiving? (laughs) He doesn't keep it in reserve. He doesn't bring it up when maybe we do something else wrong. He doesn't keep resentment against us. He just keeps forgiving and forgiving and forgiving. And how many times should we forgive? Well, the question's been asked already. Matthew 18, let me read some verses to you. Matthew 18, verse 21. Then Peter, sorry, yeah, yeah, then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin again? Why, why is it always a man? And my brother sin against me and I forgive him. Up to seven times, Peter suggests. Jesus said, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven, 490. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he began to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, Master, have patience with me and I will pay all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion. He released him and forgave him the debt. But that same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, a much smaller amount. And he laid hands on him, not in the biblical sense, but he laid hands on him, grabbed him, and took him by the throat saying, Pay me what you owe. So the fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, as he had done to the master, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into a prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servant saw what he, 
had been done, what, when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then the master, after he had called them, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master, Jesus says, was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. Jesus says, so my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Wow. Wow. When we don't release forgiveness, anger comes. Bitterness comes. Harshness comes. Belligerence comes. A chip in the shoulder arrives and stays on our shoulder. Even illness comes. We pay a price physically often, mentally, emotionally, for not releasing the forgiveness that God has given me to you. We're basically saying to God, I deserve forgiveness, but they don't. My sin is not as bad as what theirs is. My sin deserves forgiveness, but their sin doesn't. I'm better than them. We fail to remember that all sin is equal to God. All sin. All sinners are equal to God. For all have come short of the glory of God. See, we live in a world, we live in a society that grades sin. And sin generally is a little bit worse than what I do. That's what we all think. 31 miles an hour is not as bad as 61 miles an hour in a 30 speed limit. But both in the law are wrong. Now, the law might give you 10%, might even give you up to 35. But both are wrong. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What speed did you do when you got here this morning? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't resist that. <laughs> but we live in a society that grades sin. We live in a society that decides that sins are dated. In other words, what was wrong 50 years ago might not be wrong now. What is wrong now might not be wrong in 20 years from now. Because they say society has progressed. Society has changed. But God's not changed. Not at all. So we live in a society that what was wrong 50 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, perhaps isn't wrong today. God doesn't change his mind about sin. He just keeps forgiving it. We're living in a day of grace. He doesn't do that so that we can keep committing sin. But he does it so that we can keep receiving it, we can keep enjoying it, relishing it, and we keep releasing it to other people. And if we don't release forgiveness, what we release is anger, bitterness, harshness, belligerence, a bile just keeps coming through us. And instead of being loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, compassionate, kind, faithful, gentle, self-controlled, that's not the fruit we show when we don't forgive. We display other fruits, fear, 
despair, worry, anxiety, resentment, agitation, hypocrisy, phoniness, insincerity, self-promotion, self-absorption, impulsiveness, being controlling, maybe even being depressed. Because what has happened is, as we haven't released the forgiveness, it begins to be like something toxic within us. And it keeps building, and it keeps building, and it keeps building. We are linked in our home, in our home yeah, to a septic tank next door to the, the adjoining house. And we share a septic tank. That's a wonderful thought. But we, we share the septic tank. And I noticed that um, when I was going to my car a few weeks ago, there was a, a peculiar smell outside the front of our house. And with investigation, which I won't go into just now, I began to realize things were backing up. <laughs> and, and a smell was being released. You see? Because there was no flow <laughs> into next door. <laughs> we pass it all our good stuff to next door. Um, so, but that's like forgiveness. If we don't f- keep forgiving, the sins that God has forgiven us of start to back up and start to cause a toxic smell. And all sorts of things begin to rise up in our lives. Fear, depression, worry, anxiety, all sorts of different things. That is the fruit of us not letting people have forgiveness. How do we dig up these roots? How do we get that flow going? We begin to forgive the small things, the medium things, the large things, maybe even the unforgivable things. We forgive it. We forgive them. We forgive our family. We forgive our neighbors. We forgive governments. We forgive partners. We forgive children. We forgive mothers. We forgive fathers, grandmothers, grandfathers. Maybe even forgive churches. Forgive friends. Forgive enemies. Maybe even forgive God. We let it go. Maybe for someone here this morning, today is the day to let it go. Just let it go. The Bible says the battle is the Lord's. It's not your fight. It is not your fight. And if you think they need repaying, well, the Bible says God will repay them. Don't you try repaying them. Our job, my job, is to forgive. And when you give forgiveness, give your forgiveness not by commandments, but by grace. We can't say to someone, if you are forgiven, if you come up to my standard, you cannot come up to God's standards. If he forgave you as you come up to his standards, you'd never be forgiven. You have to release God's forgiveness. You release grace, undeserved favor. And if you do that, burdens will begin to dissolve. Weights on shoulders will begin to flow away. Burdens begin to be lifted out of our lives. Never please the forgiveness that you give to someone else. What I mean by that is don't watch them and see what they do with the forgiveness you give them. Just forgive them. Even if they throw it down in the ground in front of you, 
freely you have received, freely give, and freely release. So this morning, I want to challenge you to release the captives, release the enemies, release the issues, release the anger, release the toxic emotions, the resentment, the unforgiveness that you've dwelt on and thought about and savored about, you've nurtured to become a friend in your life. Release it. Release them. Release yourself. Because you'll never enjoy forgiveness until you do that. His master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. God's saying, don't do that. Replicate what I've given you. Replicate the King of kings and Lord of lords. Don't replicate the wicked servant who wouldn't give what he had received. Let me finish with a question. The question is this. If God forgave you like you forgive others, would you even be saved? If God forgave you like you forgive others, would you even be born again? Would you be redeemed? If God forgave us that we forgive other people, what would be our relationship with him? Do we release mercy to others that he releases mercy to us? Lord's Prayer says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. One, two. Being forgiven, we forgive. An oxymoron is an unforgiving Christian. (laughs) Unforgiveness is a poison that you have to stop drinking. Forgiveness is about taking control back. You think you've got control of that person because you're not forgiving them. No, 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 no. They're getting on with their life, trust me. They've forgotten all about you. Forgotten all about what they said or done to you. Forgiveness is about you taking control back of your life. Deciding your future is going to be different from your past, even from your present. I'm just going to take a few moments just now. And I'm, as every eye is shut, and as we pray, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to do something. I want the Holy Spirit to drop into your mind, into my mind even, a situation Maybe a name of a person, maybe a moment, a problem, a relationship, a difficulty that you need to forgive. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Show us, Lord, areas in our lives, people in our lives that we need to forgive. Reveal the unforgiveness where it's hiding, Lord. Speak to us, convict us. Lord, for some of us, that's a pain, deep pain. Lord, for some of us, that brings up all sorts of emotions, anxieties, 
because that has a hold over us, Lord. That person, that situation, that event has a hold over us. Now, Lord, we are choosing. We're choosing to move on. We're choosing to let it go. We're choosing to grow, choosing to mature, choosing to forgive. The Father says, forgive them as I have forgiven you. For some of us, we'll never enjoy the forgiveness God's given us until we choose to forgive them, it, whatever it is. Forgive them. Just say after me, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive. Just say after me, forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. For some of you, you're struggling to say that because you want to keep it. It's become your friend. Be lonely without that unforgiveness. God's saying, if you want to mature, if you want to grow out of this prison that this unforgiveness has put you in, you need to keep saying it. I forgive you. I forgive you. You might have to keep saying it for hours or for days or for weeks or for months, maybe even years. But one day, your feelings, your emotions will catch up with your words. And you'll begin to receive and enjoy the forgiveness that the Father is pouring into your life. It'll become a trickle out of your life into other people and into other situations. You can't change the past, but forgiveness can change your future. Things don't have to be this way. I've always been like this, but you don't always have to be like this. Forgiveness will get you the control back that you so yearn. We get the control back when we forgive with our heart and with our will. God redeems the years that the locusts have eaten. Don't expect people to restore it. God will restore it. They cannot pay you back. But God says, I can. But he won't until you forgive them. So let forgiveness flow out of your life this morning. Just see that trickling away. When we cleared our drains, everything was clear once again. Everything was pure once again. There was movement. We were going forward. There was no toxic smells surrounding us. Holy Spirit, heal people this morning. Holy Spirit, forgive them as we forgive other people.
touch our lives, touch our hearts, touch our families, touch our relationships. Go back into our past, Lord, and touch that. Come up beside us, Lord, and touch this too. Go into our future, Lord. Make our future different than our present. Help us to go forward, Lord. Now the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information about our church or to access more of our resources, please visit thefreedomcenter.com.